dragon. Balls and wieners all the way, right? I can't believe I gave my parents to a geek. These things happen. I got a bad feeling about this. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Last guest! So good to see you, gentlemen, once again. Oh, Happy man. New Year. Hi, everybody. Happy, hey. New Year. Happy 2014. Hey, and you know, it just so happens that 20 plus 1 and plus 4 is 25, and that's what episode this is. Yeah, that's Whoa. true. Whoa. Cosmic. It's deep. It's so cosmic. Deep. I'm Richie Favalero. Christopher Goey. Matt Jemmett. Tim McLean. And uh, this is it. We're back at it. So Happy New Year, Lascasters. Uh, welcome Happy to year. hopefully another huge year of... Did we have anything huge happen this year? Yeah, Last we did a year? bunch of stuff. Yeah? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah come on. Right? Right. Okay, so maybe even huger stuff for the last cast on this year. We did the Fan Expo, which was great. We yeah. uh, became part of the Pod Almighty Network, which That's was fantastic. Right. We, uh, we recorded like 20 episodes. Come on. We got 24 we recorded, at least. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, some of those were back in 2012. Yeah, Can you believe oh, that? that's true, yeah. Right. Holy we more cow. than a year old. We're old farts at this now. So uh, how are your holidays, guys? Relaxing. I mean, uh, I had two weeks off. I, I go back to teaching tomorrow. But uh, busy. Like, I didn't have any time to just sit and play games. Yeah, I had a couple of those moments here and there, but that was just because yeah, I, I mean, was in, it's that, not, you know, in the company of people who wanted to play a game. Yeah, exactly. There was yeah. No time it's not like I never played games, but I didn't have a time where I was just like, I'm just going to sit down and play games for the next like, See, eight hours. Because I had copious amounts of time to do that. I just didn't have the technology. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were down in the sun and I was sand in the of Caribbean. St. Vincent. Yeah, I was in the Caribbean for three weeks, chilling out on a beach, doing nothing. Does Santa even come to the Caribbean? Not to me, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. You know what? That's the thing. It was one of those things. It was a good Christmas because I didn't ask for anything. I didn't want anything. So anything I got was great. So my sister came over with a plate of cookies from my mom and I that she made, which was nice, before Christmas. And then on Christmas morning, there was a present for me from Santa, which was in my hand, my mom's handwriting, which I found weird. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always up. found that kind of thing yeah, weird. Why does Santa have my mom's handwriting? But then I got a T-shirt, which is really nice. Why does Santa use the same wrapping paper as my dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my, it was good. My parents were very good at getting specific wrapping paper for Santa gifts yeah. when they were nice. Yeah. yeah. And it was always he wrote on the packages in uh, magic marker. Yeah. And it was always my dad's handwriting because we never knew what my dad's handwriting looked like right <laughs> my mom's yeah i always knew what my dad's handwriting looked like because he writes like it's a laser printer it's crazy he, what yeah you gotta he's, see my dad he's an inhuman it writer is insane see i know it's my dad's handwriting too because my yeah. dad my dad mixes what like, font does he usually write in <laughs> yeah. yeah my dad it's mixes Arial capital and <laughs> small letters in the wrong place so it's i know my dad's handwriting right away that's funny. Interesting. What about you, Matt? How is it uh, in, I know we're all in the great white north, but you are in the even greater whiter north. Um, uh, lots how of is snow, Christmas for you? pretty cold. Uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff. Uh, lots, of, lots of snow, lots of cold temperatures. Uh, and it was also kind of, uh, was a bit uh, of a bummer because it was the first time that I was away from family and friends for, for Christmas. Uh, so it was kind of a bummer that way. But um, my wife and I still enjoyed it and we watched uh, we watched The Doctor, and I think we're going to make that a, a Christmas tradition uh, from now on to watch nice. uh, the Christmas special on Christmas. Yeah. I didn't really like it so much. I didn't like the regeneration. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you suck 
Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that then. We don't need to discuss that anymore. Uh, but you know well, what, what I mean? Like, like the, the regeneration. I liked from the 10 to 11 when it, when it became Matt Smith, there was more emotion afterwards, like just seeing and seeing the actual generation. Whereas this, it just found it, it just snapped too quick, and all of a sudden it was Peter Capaldi. It was just like, hi, I've got livers. How do you fly this thing? And it was over. There wasn't a natural, there wasn't a, yeah, well, a letting yeah, go was, progression. I don't know. Uh, well, Other than his monologue, they, which was lovely. They explained that, though. That, like, he, he, he started it, and that's how he blew up, like, I don't know, all the people. and Not all the people, but he blew up the building, and he destroyed all the people that were coming to kill him, the Daleks, and all this sort of shit, yeah. right? Like, he had his regeneration burst of power, which normally is what happens, and then you change. Huh. But he, he instead had that, and then he reverted back to a younger version of himself, and then he had his moment, which yeah. I thought was, that was awesome. Good. Yeah, that was lovely. Uh, and, and there was emotion there. I don't know what you're talking about. No, that's it. That the emotion, I didn't mind the problem. I didn't have a problem with his, his emotional point where he has a monologue. That's not, but it was the actual just regeneration when you, did, you didn't get to see the change. All of a sudden, he just like jumped off stage. There was like a, a flash of light off stage of actor, off yeah, screen. Yeah. Flashlight, and all of a sudden, he jumped back in. It was Peter Capaldi. Like, he didn't, uh, for me, I didn't feel the justification. I didn't feel the, the closing of it, just seeing him transform. That kinda, it kind of uh, harkens back to like old Doctor Who, though, in using yeah. that, a method like that, mm. really. That yeah, it was – I, I agree. Like, you didn't see the slow regeneration part of yeah. it. I, but I think they needed to do something different than what happened with Tenet, right? Like I think they needed to – Yeah, you didn't have to have your own They had to specific. make that separation, right? Yeah, so, yeah I agree. And, uh, and having um, uh, Amy Pond uh, back in for that, that moment where he kind of remembered – you know, this yeah, is that the was first. sweet. Yeah, right. Uh, I like that. That that whole moment was awesome, and also just the fact that um, he he made he uh, sort of as an actor uh, kind of made his own statement as well, right? Like Tennant had his "I don't want to go," and that was yeah. both the Doctor and Tennant saying he didn't really want to leave the show. You yeah, know, you could see that a steady in paycheck. Face. Why do you want to go? <laughs> That's like well, right. And uh, but but Matt Smith had his moment where he he kind of said, "I will always remember when I was the Doctor." Yeah, and that was sweet too. Yeah. So I liked it. Uh, I agree. I think the snap of, you know, Matt Smith uh, Capaldi really quickly was a bit, eh. but yeah. uh, it, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Capaldi uh, drives the show. So. Well, you got a lot of time to wait because they're not going to show until fall, right? Because they've only yeah. I think they start the next fall. two weeks. Yeah, they only start in two weeks to start filming the Peter Capaldi oh, I Doctor know. episodes. Oh, I know. Yeah. Wow. So we got to wait until September. So. Yep. Any good, uh, any good geeky gifts from uh, Santa Claus, or did you get the Krampus for Christmas this year? <laughs> uh, I got uh, Arkham Horror. I have yet to play it, though. Nice. Uh, the, board, the board game? Yeah. I don't know where I, have you guys played it yet? Uh, no. Well, I have um, uh, Bebop bought one of the, uh, the sub games. The light uh, version, right? Well, I think it's called, uh, it's called Elder Sign, yeah. and it's based on this, in the same world. It's, uh, a, it's tried ridiculously it out. complicated, though, right? Arkham Horror? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's apparently really ridiculously complicated. Now, the interesting thing is, you can. It's one to eight players. So you could even play it by yourself. Yeah, I find that. A yeah, lot that's of the, the thing with Elder Sign too. Um, and you can play one to eight players, and and it says it takes two to four hours to play. Although I think with setup, it might be a little bit longer than that. But um, wow, it looks. It's, I have yet to actually sit yeah. down and play because I know I gotta set a, set aside like a big chunk of time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, Mice and Mystics for Christmas this year, which I'm really looking forward to getting started. But uh, uh, I've so far unpacked the pieces and uh, watched the YouTube video on how to play. And I think I'm still going to have to watch the video a couple more times. But basically, if you don't know about Mice and Mystics, it's kind of a story-driven 
game where however many people are playing, you start off by reading like the introduction as, as in like the story, mm-hmm. where you're at for this chapter of the story. And then as the game progresses, there are new points where kind of like uh, in a video game where they would have a cut scene or whatever, you go back to the book and you read the next part of the chapter mm-hmm. and then you continue on with the story. Hmm. And, Sounds uh, like old school D&D. Yeah, kind of, really. And looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, I saw your game hall. Yeah, I mean, I Facebook. got um, I, I three uh, board game-wise. <laughs> I got uh, uh, Star Wars the card game, which I'm, I, we played. Looking, looking forward to playing it, mm-hmm. especially with you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only a two-player game, though, so we're going to have to, like... Round-robin championship. Round-robins, or you guys are going to have to buy your own set, which I, you know, I suggest you buy your own set, and then we can all kind of play against each other. But uh, the other one I got was Terra Mystica. I um, haven't played it yet, though, because I opened it up, and uh, an entire set of pieces is missing. Oh, so damn. There's, yeah, there's seven different colors, and you get, like, houses and people and hotels or whatever the hell, and then, like, little round pieces and, you know, resources and whatever, and a whole set of the cities is missing. So all seven colors of cities is, is, is missing. Oh, man. Missing. So I'm going to have to uh, call the manufacturer and complain about that. But uh, the other one I got was Citadel. Which I've heard is, of Citadel. Yeah, it's pretty popular. So we were at uh, Snakes and Lattes and decided to give this a go because uh, it's one of those two-player games, yeah. or two-to-eight-player games, like Resistance, right? Have you heard, you've probably heard of that one as mm-hmm. well. Um, pretty interesting. It's sort of this uh, resource-playing card game where you pick a character, and then depending on what character you are, you have a certain action that round, and then every round you're trying to build your citadel like your city so you it's a lot like almost seven wonders but yeah fast so it's you know maybe half an hour to play around uh bebop hmm. and i've kind of become known as great board game givers when it comes to like christmas time and stuff like that and we gave my mom this great game my mom loves loves board games not like the type of board games that we love yeah. but right. you have to find one that's somewhere in between yeah. so that when i go up there i'm gonna be okay with playing that instead and, and of like it's not like whatever. <laughs> so it's not like our yeah. zombicide but she still likes like clue and stuff like that right like she's yeah. still maybe above clue yeah, but less than clue. super dungeon <laughs> yeah. Explorer, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. so we got for her this year a game called wits and wagers which we played and uh Really great fun game. Here's the idea. It's that uh, there are seven questions in the game. Uh, As many as eight people or teams of people that total eight can play. And everybody's a different color. Everybody gets their own little whiteboard with a marker. And only seven questions. All of the answers to all of the questions are numbers. These questions, though, are so obscure that nobody's probably really going to know the actual number that is the answer. Some of them are closer. Like one was like, how many provinces are there in Canada? But it's an American game. So, okay. uh, but like how many steps are there to the top of the Eiffel Tower? Or uh, how many language, how many uh, official languages are there in the UN? And so everybody writes down their guess mm-hmm. and you put them on like the, this green felt table with the middle guess right in the very middle. And then they get lower to one side and higher to the other side. The one in the middle that's average will have the smallest like it's two, two to one, smallest payoff. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, and the right. higher so like you Vegas go or lower you go, then it's like three to one, four to one, five to one. And uh, so once all the answers are down and they're all organized, you bet on what you think the right answer is going to be. And the one who's closest without going over is the winner. And then you take all the other bets away. and you. The Sounds winner. like a bit like Balderdash. It's and kind, kind and like price Balderdash. is right. Yeah, so just, wait, that's right. Only the per- that's go, it goes around and around. So one person bets on what they think the closest, or everybody no, everybody bets, bets all the but same time. But then wouldn't you just bet on your own because that's the number you pick that you think is the closest? No, because there's strategy there. You could potentially try to throw someone off. Oh yeah, fair enough. Or maybe you think somebody else is closer, or you know. Off, so if somebody guesses like 
if or you get someone like 387 and somebody gets a 389, you're like, uh, 389 might be closer. So yeah. Like, okay, I see Exactly. So, uh, yeah, really fun, really fun game. And then after the seven questions, you total up all your chips, and whoever's uh, in the lead wins the game. So it's quick. It's That's fun. Neat. Yeah, it was really nice. And you, guys, you learn while you do it. And you do learn, kind of. It's yeah. edutainment. Edutainment. <laughs> I got a big uh, video game haul this year, though. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. I got uh, for all that v- video game playing time. You yeah, have. so I have You're no wasted. time. So I, I, I added to my stack, but I yeah. got uh, Super Mario 3D World. Which, let's be serious, the naming convention on these Super Mario games are getting ridiculous, right? <laughs> New <laughs> Super Mario Wii New Two yeah. New World World U, <laughs> right? So Three, this one's the reckoning. Nice. This one's paper. Super Mario Brothers 3D World. Yeah. You. you. I don't know if the U is there or not. Okay. Anyway, fun game. Good. Yeah. I actually did get to play it for you, Wii U. Um, I got uh, not le- me. The new the new <laughs> Zelda game for 3DS. Okay. I got the new. You love the Zelda, so you I must do. Happy about yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big. That, actually, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the new Professor Layton game. Do you guys play these? They're like brain teaser games. Oh, like Luminosity. Oh, it called? yeah, the yeah, yeah, Luminosity yeah. Luminosity type they, of stuff. Th- Aren't they for the 3DS? 3DS, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. they're like they're basically like brain training sort of brain training, uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Mario and Luigi Dream Team. I got uh, Marvel Superhero Lego Marvel Superheroes. I really want to play that one, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that looks really Actually, cool. Actually, had some time to play that. Fuck, every ten-year-old boy is seriously jealous of your Christmas haul. Yeah, I know, seriously. <laughs> this thirty-eight-year-old boy is jealous. <laughs> <of that>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, ready. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Shall we see what's going on in the news today? Let's do Absolutely. It. Now it's time for news today. <laughs> Well, uh, as is the case when uh, the end of the year comes around, a lot of uh, year-end lists come out, and a lot of uh, people are talking about what their best of the year is and whatever category you might be talking about. And I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about words of the year that got picked this year. Oxford Dictionaries chose the word selfie as their word of the year. Hmm, right. Yeah, I read that, yeah. Merriam-Webster chose the word science. Much, huh. much nicer. Yeah. Uh, but the American Dialect Society... Uh, waited until the year is completely finished before they held their vote for their word of the year. And it is... Twerk? Nope. Uh. <laughs> because. And I'll, di- on, and I'll break it down for you. Mm. They say because won the word of the year, uh, which might seem strange for a word that's been around for so long, but this year it kind of exploded with new grammatical possibilities in informal online use. So the chair of the new words committee, uh, Ben Zimmer, sa- uh, breaks it down even more. and says, no longer does because have to be followed by of or a full clause, now one often sees uh, tersely worded rationales like, because science, or because reasons. You may not go to a party because tired. So, oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's, uh, that's... Yeah, all right. Because... I kind of like... It kind of seems okay. like they're... Yeah. Because words. Like they're justifying the <laughs> downfall of the Horrible, horrible grammatic yeah. use, yeah. And, and that's happening a lot with a, a lot of the words that uh, people have picked and people have voted for, especially this American Dialect Society uh, poll that they did. Catfish won for most creative word over dog. Oh, come on. Dog is, dog is it. Come on. It's, it's, it was dead before it even started. Much words. Catfish. Very vocabulary. Dog. So random. Much Speaking creative. <laughs> with the word stuff, I was actually reading this, uh, and we were talking about it over discussion, that A is not be- is becoming less Canadian vernacular. It's people are using more bud and right. Bud. Yeah. Right on, bud. So instead of being like Canadian, the A, the A at the end of like Canadian sentences was, how's it going? A is becoming yeah. less and less vernacular. How's it going, It's bud? like starting to lose its Canadianism, yeah. which is interesting. As we all get more educated. 
Take Sh- off, eh? Sharknado <laughs> was the winner for most unnecessary word by a landslide. The next uh, closest word was cronut. Cronut? <laughs> yeah. I like cronut better than sharknado. Wait, use cronut in a sentence. Oh, it's a thing. It's a mix. Oh, yes, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Croissant donut. Croissant donut, yeah, that's it. Um, now, I want to move on to uh, this big event that's coming up. It's like, it's like WrestleMania for geeks. Yeah. February 4th, Bill Nye, the science guy, mm. is going to take on Ken Ham, the yeah. founder of the Kentucky Creation Museum, in a debate on evolution versus creationism. Uh, if you want to go and witness the carnage for yourself, the tickets are on sale for 25 bucks each starting on the 6th. And just to give you an idea of what this guy is in for, here's Bill Nye's take on why creationism is not appropriate for children. <laughs> Denial of evolution is unique to the United States. I mean, we are the world's most advanced technological. So, I mean, you could say Japan... But generally, the United States is where most of the innovation still happens. People still move to the United States. Uh, And that's largely because of the intellectual capital we have, the the general understanding of science. When you have a portion of the population that doesn't believe in that, it holds everybody back, really. Evolution is the fundamental idea in all of life science, in all of biology. It's like... It's very much analogous to trying to do geology without believing in tectonic plates. You're just not going to get the right answer. Your whole world is just going to be a mystery instead of an exciting place. As my old professor Carl Sagan said, when you're in love, you want to tell the world. So once in a while, I get people that really or that claim they don't believe in evolution. And my response generally is, why not? Really, why not? Your world just becomes fantastically complicated when you don't believe in evolution. I mean, you, here are these ancient dinosaur bones or fossils. Here is um, radioactivity. Here are distant stars that are just like the, our star, but that are a different point in their life cycle. The idea of deep time of this of billions of years uh, explains so much of the world around us. If you try to ignore that, your your worldview just becomes crazy. It's just uh, untenable. It's self-inconsistent. And I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your in your uh, world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it because we need them. We need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers for the future. We need people that can, uh, we need engineers that can build stuff, solve problems. These are, it's just really a hard thing. It's, it's really a hard thing. You know, in another couple centuries, the, that worldview, I'm sure, will be, it just won't exist. I mean, it's, it's there's no evidence for it, so. Yeah. So yeah. that guy's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, he's screwed. There's no debate there. <laughs> yeah, really. It's just, because I, he's gonna, the other guy's going to quote the scripture a lot and say, but this is, a, and it's like, well, okay. It's like, but Jesus said, this is because God said so. I'm like, yeah, but I can give you a couple books that show that unicorns and dragons and yeah. leprechauns and dwarves exist it's too. Like, Bill, yeah. Bill Nye's going to go into that with a whole bunch of fodder because he knows exactly what the other guy's argument is. He knows, yeah. But yeah. the other guy has just ignored all of the other arguments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, there's no, there's no way he can rebut anything. Raggy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. row indeed. So, and the one of the very last things he says in in that little clip there that you know how 
unfair it is to teach children that, yeah. you know, we need people who are going to grow up to yeah. <laughs> not believe in, well, as far as Bill Nye is concerned, fantasy. So, yeah. 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 And let's be clear, the difference between creationism and Christianity is very great. I'm not saying, like, don't, I'm not saying, like, yeah. don't teach your kids Christian values because that's yeah, very important. absolutely. But, like, teaching the creator, like, God created everything, it all became, and he made everything in one day. So, like, yeah, you can't really buy into that. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you you can grow up to be a devout Christian. That's fine, but I mean, believe in science because it's yeah, it's science, true. But because true. science, yeah. because science, exactly. <laughs> because science. All right, moving on, Tim. Maybe you have something to add to this because Marvel is going nuts with some crazy storylines this year. There's a big marriage happening. Deadpool is getting married, mm-hmm. and on Wednesday, January eighth at three p.m. They tweeted, get ready to learn all about the first major Marvel Comics event of 2014, what some are speculating is going to be the death of the Watcher. Oh, interesting. Oh, so oh, yeah, you were away. So I was I away. Guess, yeah, sorry. I've been, so, yeah, I've been catching up my DC stuff, and now not so much Marvel. What mean? You mean you're more versed in this. What would it mean if the Watcher died? He's kind of tertiary, really, is except he? for back in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, I mean he was... well, he's a keeper of knowledge. He's just like, he'd be like, if that would be essentially be like all the libraries of the universe just stop taking knowledge in. You'd like lose all records because he watches everything. He's there for specific moments. In is he kind of a habits. pillar though, like in in some sense? He's always been there in a really small. Yeah. Um, yeah, but any major event that happens in Marvel Universe, all of a sudden the Watcher shows up. Yeah. But when the characters look like, oh shit, the Watcher's here, something's going to happen. They know, like it's just like, oh, something's going down. So maybe that's the thing they're, that they're that they're banking on is that if whenever something huge goes down in the Marvel Universe, the Watcher shows up, then what happens when the Watcher's not there anymore? Yeah. So how does, it, how does it spay, yeah, how does it signify, how do you pinpoint and, like, yeah. put the clip in the timeline being like, this is important? And Deadpool getting married. Yeah, I haven't read anything be, about it. That'll yeah. be a flash in the pan, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, some toy news here, because some, some guys, some very lucky guys got into the room with the full range of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie toys from Michael Bay's upcoming film. Oh, okay. And one of them reported back on what he saw. And so here is kind of, I'm going to give you a breakdown of what this guy describes these toys as looking as. The turtles first. Uh, each turtle looks like a turtle, not like an alien at all. The right. eyes are normal and not cartoonish. No beak along the nose area like some speculated. Uh, they got three fingers and two toes. They're sort of hunched over in posture, kind of like the actors in those leaked set pictures. Amazingly, each character appeared to have a different physique with some having superhero-y muscle, and Donatello, a little bit slimmer, leaner. Michelangelo could possibly be slightly shorter than the rest, and each turtle's mask matches the color from the cartoons, thankfully. Uh, Their styles of dress are different, too. Leonardo is in some sort of pseudo-samurai gear, uh, including shoulder armor with some leg bits, arm bracer, and footwear up to the calf. Mm. Uh, He might have some armor along his chest as well. Donatello's gear is a mix of techie, modern, and a dash of samurai, with more normal footwear. He's got some gadget on his head. The ends of the mask uh, on Donatello are far longer than the rest. They drape all the way down to his waist. Raphael has adopted an urban warrior look. He's got white bandage-like wrappings on his feet, right leg and right arm. He wears uh, this very Conan-esque loincloth, uh, leather straps draping down as if uh, he were more suited for gladiatorial battle. And Mike, his outfit seems the simplest, a hoodie wrapped around his waist, pants and sneakers with the toes cut out, mm-hmm. wrappings on his hands and forearms and a necklace, and uh, his mask drapes down to his chest. The Shredder. This guy looks like he owns stock in the Ronco Knife Company. <laughs> Pointy edges coming off of absolutely everything. He'll be the stuff of ridicule for some time. Very overcomplicated outfit. 
uh, describing the rest of his armor as a nightmare. Suffice to say, even though he's covered head to toe in metal armor or blades, his arms are still mostly bare. It's a bit comical. He's got shoulder pieces with the blades coming off of them, shin armor and blades coming off of them, black uh, armor areas to offset the steel parts, and a cape that looks metal with blades coming down the side. So there we go. Oh, and um, speaking of Shredder, James Avery passed away. Yeah, the original voice of Shredder from the cartoon. Yeah. Uncle Phil from... Uncle Phil from... uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Uh, Now, before we get to today's game, I'm going to break down... This is another year-end list. Wired.com's list of the 10 best video games of 2013. I just want to see if you guys agree with the picks that they chose for their year-end list. Best of 13. In at number 10, Saints Row 4. Now, I think I'm the only one who's played that here, and uh, I can agree that there was a... Definitely it seems like it definitely should be on the list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, without having played it. Yeah, nine Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put it higher, probably. Yeah, probably a bit higher. But it's, it's good. we'll see what's next. Number eight, Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm-hmm. I thought they would have yeah. jumped up, bounced out. I mean, it's got to be on the list. I'm actually yeah. happy that it's lower on the list because it, it's. It makes the list almost more legitimate, right? Yeah, exactly. Because if they put it number one, because it's like, yeah. 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 Because it's not because of sales. It's because of the gameplay and stuff. So that makes sense. It's a good game, but it's not. Because sales would be number one, obviously. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised as we move along down this list. Uh, Number seven, Ridiculous Fishing for the iOS and Android. Do you know this game? I never played it. I know a lot about it. It just didn't seem... I I watched some videos of it. It didn't look like it was that interesting to me, so I didn't play it. If you haven't played it... Uh, it's uh, you send your fish hook into the impossible depths to try and avoid all the fish. Then once you snare a fish, you got to try and catch everything that you can uh, as you reel it up to the top. And then finally, you have to shoot the fish before they return to the water. <laughs> I have a game like that. It's called Samurai Fishing. Only uh. you use a knife at the end instead of a, a gun. Yeah. Uh, number six, Animal Crossing New Leaf for the 3DS. Are you an Animal Crosser, Chris? I was. I have played it. I have played the series. Yeah. And once I've played the series, I don't feel the need to ever play another one. Yeah. Because every single time they look like they're the same. I mean, people are like, oh, no, this one's innovative. But that's saying, that's like saying a Pokemon game's innovative. Yeah. Right. They're it's, all the same. It, they're all the same. Yeah. It was good, but I've, I've played it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it makes the list at number six. Number five for the PS3, The Last of Us. Yeah. Matt? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. You played that one? Yeah, I did. It was, it was, it was good. Did you finish it, Matt? No, no, yeah, no. So I, 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 I left before played, I finished it. I played that a little bit this week, and I've, I, I think I'm maybe about halfway through. I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm enjoying it as much as the reviews I've read. Maybe you read too many reviews before you I could have. I could have. But, it, I mean, and, and, and it's surprising. You said it was number five. Number five. A lot of people were pegging that. When it came out, they are like, this game is the best game ever. Game of the year. Right? Yeah. 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 And, and I think maybe number five is probably a better, a better slot for it. Uh, I would agree. Let's see what else there is. Number four. The Stanley Parable for PC. Have you heard of it? Yes. I have heard of it. I've watched the videos, and I'm very intrigued. Here's the lowdown. It's a quirky mo- it started out as a quirky mod for Half-Life 2, and it became one of 2013's most inventive releases, a game that satirizes the very people who play it. So the Stanley Parable is self-aware in the sense that it knows what you, the gamer, want from it. You expect your, de- you expect your decisions to mean something. You expect to have a certain type of influence on the way events in this interactive narrative unfold. The Stanley Parable knows about those expectations and abuses them. Hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's very cleverly narrated. It's got like the the funny British guy talking over the yeah. the yes. gameplay, yeah, which is right. always appreciated. I did you know, see an Portal Two, yeah. um, and it's and it's dynamic. So it's like Bastion, where as you're playing it, the narration changes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. it does seem cool. I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, the narration it. was very much like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It was yeah, very, yeah. Exactly. I've seen an article and, and about that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that, that, 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the BBC series, the six-hour miniseries, yeah. that shaped my humor, right? <laughs> I mean, I, it's yeah. one of the first comedic things I can remember ever mm-hmm. actually appreciating, and I think after that, it was, that was my humor. Yeah. I think that, from, that now on. I, from what I'm guessing from what you guys are talking about, would it be akin somewhat to um, the way Little Big Planet, the, yeah. the voice in Little Big Planet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, number three, Super Mario 3D World Wii U. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've Have only played it. Didn't play it yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the one. It's the one game I actually played out of the out of my horde. It's the one thing I'm like I have to play this right now. Number two, Gone Home for the PC, Mac, and Linux. You've heard of it? Yeah, but I know nothing about it. You don't. Okay. Ha- yeah, the game heard. doesn't have a single weapon, enemy, or even any characters that appear on the screen. Gone Home is a first-person exploration game set in an empty house, and it tells the story of a young woman who returns home from a year abroad to find her family. Mysteriously absent. Odd. Maybe they just went out for burgers. Could huh. be. Could be. That's what happens at the end, apparently. And Wired.com's <laughs> number one game of 2013 for the PC, Papers, Please. Yeah. Yeah. Game of the year. You're a border agent for an impoverished totalitarian rat hole of a country and must examine the documents of everyone who wishes to enter by comparing their statements to the information on their papers. You determine who gets in and who is turned away. So it's deductive reasoning, detective. Yeah, it's like it it's yeah. like it's like uh, Ace Ventura. Well, no, what's no, what's the uh, Encyclopedia Brown? No, 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 no. What's the, <laughs> what's the lawyer explorer? game? What's the lawyer game? The lawyer Ace attorney. Oh, Ace attorney. It's like that. I object. I object. Uh, yeah, I mean that list is okay. It seems a little overly clever. Well, oh yeah, you think it's a little <laughs> like it's a bit hipster? Bit hipster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, right. a, that's a hipster list. All right, and uh, back with uh, more good news from uh, the Hollywood front. It's Dr. Dom. Who's re- ready for a little Dr. Dom reviews? Let's sure. Dr. Dom. Dr. Dom. First of 2014. Yeah. Dr. Dom. Wow. You got it working. A big bottle of canola oil. A monkey who was trained to work on a video camera. Shh. The movie started. Hey, 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 last casters. Thanks for that awesome 8-bit intro theme song. I'm Dr. Dom here with a lot of ground to cover since before the holiday break. Uh, Sit back, give me about five minutes, and uh, I'll get you edumacated in what's hot and what's not. Let's go on, shall we? First off, we've got American Hustle, the new drama by David O. Russell. Huh, hustle, Russell, that rhymes. Anyway, it feels pretty much like if you were watching an episode of Leverage. You know that uh, great show you could try to catch on Netflix with uh, Timothy Hutton and the gang? Anyway, it's good if you haven't seen it. Uh, imagine if you actually seen an episode of Leverage, but directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, it's got plenty of great actors, most of them Oscar winners. Uh, all of them are wearing, of course, 70s makeup and hairdos, um, especially Christian Bale. Big props to him uh, trying to pull off a De Niro or a Russell Crowe by putting on some pounds, affecting a bald spot comb-over sort of thing. Uh, big transformation there. Uh, it's well-written, well-acted, clever con story based on the abscam scandal of the 70s. Uh, this will actually be one of my personal favorites going into Oscar season. Uh, it's just a great, solid film, guys. By the way, if you don't know what the uh, abscam scandal is about, don't feel bad I had to look it up uh, having been four years old at the time anyway go wiki that shit up and get yourself situated also uh, there's a quick funny bonus here when watching the film stop to realize you got Mystique Lois Lane Batman and Hawkeye all in the same scenes it makes it that much geekier and cool to watch anyway I'm just saying 
All right, you got Kick-Ass 2 next, uh, the follow-up to the popular Matthew Vaughn action comedy, if you recall, about a teenager who decides to fight crime wearing a mediocre pair of green tights before uh, becoming an overnight sensation after one of his beatdowns ends up on YouTube. Uh, the film was shot in Toronto again, uh, same as the last one. Uh, supposed to be set in New York, but you can easily recognize some of the background scenes, sort of like when you're watching The Incredible Hulk seeing Zanzibar in the background. In any case, in this sequel, uh, Kick-Ass and the returning hit girl have to contend with the former Red Mist, uh, who is now calling himself by a much more colorful moniker that I will not repeat on the air. Uh, suffice it to say that both heroes and villains start off recruiting various sidekicks with equally silly costumes uh, for a major showdown by the end of the film. Uh, the downside here, guys, is that the film brings in uh, Jim Carrey as a veteran vigilante. I believe his name is Colonel Stars and Stripes. Uh, but you can tell that Carrie's heart just isn't in it. Uh, the guy ended up bad-mouthing the film after the production was done, uh, which is kind of hypocritical considering he actually cashed in the check. Uh, also, the movie insists on showing us Hit-Girl trying to fit in at her high school, uh, facing a new enemy in the form of peer pressure, social acceptance. Uh, you know, come on, guys, this isn't an episode of Glee. Anyway, uh, enjoy it if you're into silly costumes and goofy melodrama. By the way, folks, uh, Mary Poppins came out on Blu-ray a couple of weeks ago on the 50th anniversary edition. Uh, most of the bonus features, unfortunately, are recycled from DVD release. Uh, the film, though, still looks and sounds great. It's a classic. You should probably own it already. It's got the incredible Dame Julie Andrews in it, you know, from The Sound of Music. You know her. Uh, so you really don't have an excuse not to pick up a copy. Uh, it still holds pretty much well together after half a century. Uh, by the by, if you want to see a bit more backstory as to how that movie got made, uh, you may want to go out and see Saving Mr. Banks with uh, Tom Hanks as Walt Disney and Emma Thompson as P.L. Travers, the author of Mary Poppins. Uh, I'll do my best to review that one in time for next podcast, so stay tuned. Also out on Blu-ray this week, uh, Despicable Me 2 from Universal Home Video, uh, animated sequel you should probably watch for only one reason, more minions. Uh, the little yellow guys are a lot of fun to watch and make up for the fact that plot-wise, uh, the film's, uh, film pretty much defangs the Gru character, uh, played by Steve Carell, making him seem as harmless as a puppy. Uh, takes the fun right out of that. So uh, now that he's been domesticated, raising his three adopted daughters from the first film, all you got left is the little yellow guys to root for. Uh, the Minion mini-movies on the Blu-ray are a blast. Uh, you may want to watch the one called Mayhem in the Mailroom, or Panic in the Mailroom, I think it's called. Uh, so you may want to hold off until Universal greenlights a standalone Minions full-length feature, which apparently is the plan. So, you know, uh, let's look forward to that. All right, folks, uh, that's about my time this week. Uh, just a reminder, you can always read more about these and other movies, video games, and graphic novels uh, over at my site, popculturelandscape.com. Uh, you can also follow along on Twitter by following the Twitter hashtag, the Twitter handle, rather, at uh, poplandscape. And finally, you can check out the Facebook page uh, called Pop Culture Landscape with Dominic Messier. I'd like to wish a Happy New Year to the entire uh, bunch of listeners for The Last Cast on Earth. Uh, on behalf of the team, I'm Dr. Dom. Uh, back to the Fantastic Four of the Internet, Chris Coey, Matt Jemmett, Tim McLean, and Richie Favalero. Namaste, gentlemen. I want to play a game. What? Get excited. That was almost good. Almost, but not quite. Okay, guys, what with Canada notching up some temps colder than the Antarctic and even on par with the surface of Mars over the last week or so? Mm-hmm. Not to mention the ice storms we had, the yeah. snowfall that's actually fallen pretty good right now, really just sort of flying sideways, and all the general wintry badassness we've been having. I've created a contest that pits you against each other in a death match of frigid proportions. So I'll give you a clue, and the answer to that clue will contain a wintry word. Could be a movie, video game, actor, character, singer, cartoon, you name it. Your job is going to be to name it. You ready? Sure. 
Why not? You don't sound ready. I'm not. <laughs> Older than a witch's titty out there, isn't it? No peeking McClan. All right. All right. Now, oh, right. We should set up the buzzers. Uh, what, you guys got to give me a buzz sound. I meow again. Meow? <laughs> I, I, what was I, oink? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stick with that because you didn't answer last time because you couldn't remember what your sound was. <laughs> so, Matt, I trust you'll be cockadoodle-doo? Sure. Okay. Clue number one. Mortal Kombat character with the no. blues. Tim. Sub-Zero. That's right. I wish I had a pen so I could keep track. <laughs> Who uses pens these days? Didn't we already have this conversation? Pull out your phone. Shut up, Koei. <laughs> All right. That one goes to Tim. Koei should have gone there. Okay. But he couldn't remember what his sound was, so don't worry about it. I was daydreaming about <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Clue number two. Actor, rapper, and drink chiller. No. How did you? Tim. Ice tea? No. Oh. Ice uh, cube. Matt. Oink, did, oink. Uh, sorry. All right. I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He didn't use One of the ices. I jumped jump before ice. Ice, ice, baby. Ice Vanilla ice. Anybody. <sighs> just say ice. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Number three. Anthropomorphic penguin who lives in Alaska. <laughs> Anthropomorphic. Yes, Matt. Is his name Happy? Uh, does that Are have a winter word feet? in it? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> just answer the question. Penguin? Anthropomorphic penguin who lives in Alaska. Friends with Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, I, I got oh, no. Chili Willy. Boink. Damn it. it. Tim's got it. Chili Willy. Okay. Clue number four. Defeated challengers with the stunner. Oh, yeah. I have no. to. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Whatever that was. That was a weak cockadoodle do, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was he was getting choked. Um, <laughs> Choking the chicken. All right. <laughs> Stone Cold Stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right. There Matt's on the board. All right. Clue number five. Nazi zombies. Oh. Uh, no. Got it. Too late. <laughs> Tim. Oh no! I was going to say stormtrooper. You don't know it. I know it. Go ahead. He doesn't know it, Matt. Yes, Matt. Dead snow. Dead snow is correct. I can barely hear you over there. Dead snow. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Clue number six. It makes dogs do the wild thing on your leg. Cockadoodle-doo. Yes, Matt. Fucking cold Medina. Ah! Yeah, nice, nice. Matt, three in a row. Shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Clue number seven. Movie series starring Ray, Dennis, and John. No. I got nothing. Okay, try it now. Animated movie series starring Ray, Dennis, and John. Animated movie series starring Ray Romano, Dennis Leary, and oink, John Lewis. Oh, there you go. Ice Age. That's right, Chris. Who the hell's that? Yeah, who's that guy? Ray, Dennis, and John. Ray Romano, Dennis Leary, oh, and John Leguizamo. Oh. I thought it was one name. No, no, I'm like, oh. is that some Asian dude? Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, number eight, bastard son of Eddard Stark on Game of Thrones. No. Yes, Tim. Jon Snow. Ah. Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Jon Snow (laughs) is correct. Number nine, he topped the charts in 1962 with I've Been Everywhere. Man. (laughs) I know the song. (laughs) Topped the charts in 62 with I've Been Everywhere. Could be related to that bastard son of Eddard Stark. Well, it's clearly, but I don't know his first name. Snow. No? Nobody? It's something Snow, but yeah. 
No. What is it? No, it's Hank Snow. Hank Snow. Okay. Yeah. I've been everywhere, man. Yeah. All right. Clue number 10. Kidnapper of Princess Bubblegum. Nope. Kidnapper <laughs> of Princess Bubblegum on Adventure Time. Never seen it. Meow? Yes. Is it the Ice Wizard? Close, but no cigar. Oh. I've never I know the wizard. I've never watched it. I know it's a big thing, yeah, but yeah. it just doesn't it's look It's hilarious. I've seen really? like one or yeah. two episodes. But what's the name of the character? Do you have a guess, Matt? No. no. I- Ice King. Ice King. Uh, yeah. Okay. Number 11. Lost the Best Picture Oscar in 84 to Terms of Endearment. Oh. Oink. Yes. The Big Chill. The Big Chill yeah. is correct, Chris. Nice. Very good. Nice. Good job. This one might be tough. Clue 12. Cobra soldier that came packaged with the wolf vehicle. <laughs> if you know your Joes. It's got to be Tim. You're the only one who knows Joes. You guys are going to know your G.I. Joe. No. Not once I found out there was like 200 of them. There are, there <laughs> I are a lot. It was like, I, I maybe know yeah. 12. <laughs> yeah, was it a snow trooper? No, okay, I you guys aren't going to get that one. It's called, uh, his name is Ice Viper. Oh, that makes no sense. way. It's a snake name. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. All right. Clue 13. <clears throat> Detective man accused him of stabbing someone down the lane. Hmm. Detective man accused him of stabbing someone down the lane. <laughs> Matt, anything? Nope. I feel like it's a nursery rhyme or like a song thing, but I yeah, can't. Yeah, so do I. It's but I song. can't get the tune. Detective man accused him of stabbing someone, someone down, down the, the lane. lane. A licky boom boom down. Oh, oh. It's, uh, meow, ice, ice, baby, it's vanilla ice. No, 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 snow. Oh, snow. Oink. snow. That's the other one. Chris, got it. All right. Come on. <laughs> that was that some was white rapper. <laughs> some oh, white man. rapper. I just got the wrong white rapper. Okay, good nigum. Number 14, Super Bowl Sunday staple. How could it meow. Yes, Matt? Snow cone? Dear Lord, no. <laughs> staple? Like is what it's called? Super Bowl Sunday staple. Did you meow? Yeah, you but now, I was you call it the snowball, but it's not. But you said it's a staple, so I don't know. Cock Yeah, sure, Matt. Answer again. Ice cold beer. No. <laughs> I was going to say butt ice. Wow, you guys. Only you two could get this. This is a sports thing. Matt and I aren't going to get it. All right. Yeah, well. So what's no Super Bowl Sunday complete without? Snow, beer, ice cold. What? You give up. Yeah. The answer is chili. Oh. <laughs> chili. Come right, on, that's... That's clever. <clears throat> Stupid, but clever. All right. <laughs> At the same time. Uh, number 15. Originally called Mr. Zero, he first appeared in Batman number 121. Yeah. Who's Mr. Freeze? Who is Mr. Freeze? He's Mr. Zero. Good one, Tim. Yep. All right. Gwyneth Paltrow's husband's band. Meow. Yes, Tim? Coldplay. That's correct. Number 17. Shit. Blade bad guy. Uh, do do. Yes, Matt? It was Deacon Frost. That's correct. Oh, that's yeah. Good one. yeah, good one. That's a good one, buddy. Good one. Good one. <laughs> okay, here I gotta I gotta ramp up to this one here. Number eighteen. Home to Ayafiatla Yokutl. I'm sorry. Home Oink. to Ayafiatla Iceland. I was gonna yes. the only way it could, yeah, it could be Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, that's that volcano that erupted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Chris, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, second last one. Number nineteen. Roommate to a septet of stunted miners. Yeah. Oink. Tim. Snow White. Damn Snow it. Snow White is correct. All right. And the final one. Its name in Spanish is fiambre, which is slang for dead body. But you might have it on a sandwich. Oink. Yeah. Yes. Cold Chris. cuts. Cold cuts. Yeah. yeah. 
Yay. Oh, I gotta add, I'm going to add them up. All right, the numbers are tallied, and it turns out it is a tie between Tim and Matt. Oh. What? With six. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, Matt. No, you lost, actually. <laughs> Way to get your holes up and shoot you, Tim. It was a tie, six each for Tim and Chris. Right on. Not too bad. Uh, so that's a total you guys got right of 18 out of 20. Cool. Nice. Yeah, very good. Right on. All right, who's ready for some stiff ones? Sure. Well, after that loss. <laughs> I bet you're ready. Sit back down and shut your trap. It's time, time, time. time, time. time. Give me a stiff one, Barkeep. Okay, let me let me open up the stiff ones here. All right. I got it. Okay, I got it. Uh, all right. Uh, these are the first stiff ifs of the new year, guys. Yeah, that's true. The, the first stiff ifs first of 14. Of can you say four? Just say 14. Nah, you 14. can't say it. You can't just say 14, eh? No, I don't think you can say that until, like, the 20s at least. Hmm. Ah, I don't know. It'd still it'd be even weird then. The 20, first stiff ifs was 22? 22. You know what I found out about actually no. 2014, since we're on the topic of 2014? The dates, the days, the weeks, and everything lines up exactly with the year 1975. Oh, you yeah. Know they go back. So someone put online, there was a calendar that Marvel made of the 1975 calendar. And it has like, obviously, it's just like a Marvel calendar. Mm-hmm. But you can print it out and download it and just like print and it And use it. And use it now because it, it coincides exactly with 2014. That's Perfect. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to get it. Not gonna lie. You should. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, number number one. If you had to choose between having Hollywood remake Raiders of the Lost Ark or Back to the Future, which would you choose? Put a gun to my head. Yeah, well you end it. we're assuming. <laughs> well, you have end to choose it. one. End it. And end it all. <laughs> Blow my brains out. That's I don't want to see that. It's, that is tough. I, I'm Raiders. immediately leaning towards Back to the Future. Though. So am I though. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Raiders. Really? Yep. I don't think that they could improve on Raiders. No. But I think that they could improve on Back to the Future with current technology. Blasphemy, Cody! With the techno- no, with the technology, make no, a time I machine think, and stuff. I yeah. don't think special effects and new editing techniques or whatever, I don't think it's going to improve Raiders of the Lost Ark. But I, think I don't know. That, That's true, too. The ghosts that come out of the coffin and the face yeah. melts. So, it was such a small part of the movie, though. But that's the most the technical. Piece, that's the most side. That's the most dude, the effects special back effects to the of that movie. Are pretty badass, and with the exception of maybe like Marty's see-through hand, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm I agree with Coey. Like it could be improved. Like you can have a wicked ass. It's new not time even necessarily. Stuff a, and, yeah, it's not even necessarily about it. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm leaning towards. I don't know why I'm leaning. It, towards you know back what? To it comes down to casting for me, and I just I don't know. The hardest. I mean. It, it, it's really it's both Michael J. Fox's performance and the rest of the cast in that movie yeah. that I don't think that, that that cast could be remade. Really, in Raiders, it's it's Harrison. just Indiana Jones. It's Indy. You can get a, any charming young man to play yeah. Indiana Jones. I disagree, though. I disagree. I think Harrison Ford is that series, whereas Michael J. Fox is just a part of that series. But no, he he's the he's the he's the guy in that. Like that's he's the, the, I agree. It's on his I mean, like so. obviously he's he's carrying it and he made it good. But I think that that movie remade. And when we talk about remake, we're not talking like carry remake, where it's basically shot for shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking that they're going to redo it. They're going to make it different. I'm going to go with Raiders. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to be split on that one. I think. Mm-hmm. Huh. All, right. <laughs> All right. Next one. If you could transport yourself and one other person, any person, to anywhere in the world. Where would you go, and who would you take with you? My wife to Ireland. Is she in the room? Is that why you said that? <laughs> no, no, she's at, she's at work, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've always wanted oh, to Oh, right, there. she'll be listening. 
<laughs> no, not necessarily. No, no. In all honesty, I've always wanted to visit there, and I know that uh, that's that's one of her you things. Said where Ireland? Ireland. Yep. Interesting. Wow. It's present day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Transport yourself and one other person, any person, to anywhere in the world. Where would you go? Does it have to be today, or can it be like? What? <laughs> there's Does... there's specificity to this. It's it's pretty much straight up. It's okay. like uh, we're guessing today. Oh. Because um, if I wait until like March the fifth, <laughs> then I'll take you guys and we'll just transport to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. I'm just doing uh, that. Can I go I to Mardi Gras again this I year? I think I'm really debating going back. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So you're anywhere with Mardi Gras? You know what? I might be available. It's only it's one March other because so I have March break off. Yeah, it's March the fifth. You know what, Tim? It's it's, it's it. only one other person, so you're gonna have to pick one of us. Cody, because he wants to there go. There you go. He was the first one to <laughs> oh, say man. he wants to go. So. Oh, man. All right. Uh, you I better put it, out, Cody. Screw you, <laughs> I think it's going to have to be Alyssa Milano. <laughs> really? Paris in springtime. Nice. Yeah. Paris in springtime. <laughs> Sorry, where? <laughs> All right. Paris in springtime. Isn't that Fine. the best time to Fine. go? I'm going gonna, gonna to piggyback on that. I'm going to go Kira Knightley and Bally. Bally? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Go to Bally. Alyssa I'm Milano. A, yeah, I, can't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, I... I don't even feel bad for still crushing on her at all. No, Embrace of the Vampire. The oh, well, come on. Well, mine started much earlier than that. Not that I can it, well, crush on her still speaking, in those days. But speaking of remakes. Embrace of the Vampire. Got seer boobs. Charmed. Yes, Embrace of the Vampire they're... and also Poison Ivy 2. Yeah. That's correct. CW is re-releasing Charmed. Oh, oh I are? didn't like her short haircut, actually. I don't. I don't want to be too judgmental of my. When crush, you said remake, by the way, I was like, I was really hoping for who's the boss. I'm like, finally, who's the <laughs> boss is coming back. Finally, so we get to figure out who the hell the boss is. Samantha. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, everybody has. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, if you were to wager a guess, which do you think would be uglier, Jabba the Hutt's taint, a trio of orc penises, or peni, or a PMSing She-Hulk, mm, which wow. would be uglier? Oh, the orcs. I don't think Jabba has a taint. Yeah, Jabba's like one big... Yeah, he's a slug. He's a slug, so it's just like the end of his tail is going to be just yeah. his ass. We've probably already seen it. Well, whatever it is is probably underneath him, and I'm guessing it's I don't. I, I don't think so. Moist. Like, if you're <laughs> it's looking, pretty rich. It's pretty if moist. If you're looking at him as a slug, I think he's probably just going to come out at the end. I don't think it'd be underneath. Yeah. So where would it be? Just right at the end of his tail. Where the shit and the piss comes out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's what it is, I guess. Yeah, I don't think Welcome to the classiest episode of The Last Guys. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm yeah. going to say the orc, <laughs> orc peni. It's probably the ugliest. Yeah, I'm going to go with the taint. I don't, I'm, really? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I don't think it would be that Because, I mean, if an orc penis any, even Wait, resembles anything close to a human penis, it can't be that ugly. But there's a trio of them There are a trio. <laughs> 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 this is true. And for some reason, you're looking at them. Up close. Well, you had to wager. You were to wager a guess. Yeah. So, how much money would you put on it? Too. I would wager. I would say. I'm gonna put. Are we going with the stipulation that we know that Jabba has a penis and balls and an asshole? (laughs) There's a space between them. Yes. Yeah, I think so. All right. (laughs) There is a there is a hot, sweaty place between them. Nice. Where he wants Leia to be. They they apparently they reproduce asexually, from my understanding. Oh, really? The huts? Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so on my last um, math test, because I, I teach math, yeah. I, I sometimes put bonus questions at the end that are Star Wars related. Just, yeah. <laughs> just for fun. Just because. Why not? <laughs> so the last one was, in the middle of the calculus test, uh, what planet was Jabba the Hutt from? Yeah, Tatooine. Um, no. 
What planet was he from? Uh, Dagobah? Nobody got it. Does Matt know it? Matt? Uh, yes, I should, considering I play the Old Republic. Um, yeah, I can't think of it right now, but yes, I do know. That doesn't count as an answer, then. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I know I the answer, too, but I don't want to say it either. Sir, how does that work? <laughs> What's the planet? Nalhada. 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 It is and, a planet that you visit if you play the Old I Republic. learned something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope we all learned. What did Matt, you learn Matt, today, what did Jim? You, Matt, what did you guess on the ugliest thing, though? Oh. Uh, I, you know, it, it depends. Like, it, does, does, she, does She-Hulk have, like, a heavy flow? I'm guessing. <laughs> we're assuming, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're talking, like, the heaviest flow day? Like, we're talking bad? Well, I, I hear that it's not as bad on the flow day as it is before the flow day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like P- uh, PMSing is pre, so pre, pre. So this is the the crankiness that comes before the river of tears. Oh, okay. And and that's uh, you know what I'd be all right with that. Go for it. Yeah, She Hulk. She Hulk. You would say She Hulk is ugly, just not to her face. Very good. What did you learn today, Tim? That I, I is that a reading Rainbow Woman. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. What did I learn today? I learned the name of the Jabba planet. Jabba the Hutt land. Jabba the Hutt land. Jabba the Hutt land. It's pretty close. Calcutta? Nalhutta. 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 That's what I learned today. What did you learn today, Chris? Uh, that I don't know my Joes. G.I. Uh, Joes. Yeah, yeah I, it keeps coming back to bite me in the ass. I'm going to have to study Joes. up on my G.I. Joes. Matt, what did you learn today? Uh, that I don't know all of my winter stuff because I... Didn't win the contest. Tied with me, asshole. Uh, no, you tied with me. He <laughs> lost. Don't bring him yeah. up on our level. Oh, He's got to earn that. <laughs> <laughs> and and I learned that Tim likes Chris more than me. <laughs> he just answered first. <laughs> he just he buzzed get, in. He just wants to get drunk and naked with me more than you. Don't threaten me with a good time. Hello. He wants to have naked adventures. <laughs> that sounds like a good spot to go out on. The half-naked adventures of the last cast on Earth will return next time. Uh, from Richie Favalero, Christopher Coey, Matt Gemmett, Tim McLean. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, The Last Cast on Earth. We're on Twitter at the underscore last underscore cast. Also, potalmighty.com. And uh, any, anytime at thelastcast.ca. All our podcasts are all there in perpetuity. Is Forever that the, and ever. Is that that's the right a, that's a good yeah, word. That's yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. I'm going to have to look it up. Well, that was really horrible. Watch for another episode soon of... <laughs> Last cast. Can we go home now?